Hey, little creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakies. Welcome back to the In the Nick of Crime podcast. My name is Michelle. I'm Courtney. And we come to you every week with some true crime, some spooks, some lore, some comedy. Sure. Have you to. like that. You have to. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, our friends. We are on episode 12 already. Yikes. Holy moly of our regular episodes. Yes. Crazy. Yes, yes. We are just beasting through, man. Trying to, anyway. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm having a blast with it, though. Exactly. Um, Off the top, I want to give a huge shout out to the M-Cubed podcast. Absolutely. Hello, ladies. Yes. Seriously, you ladies are such gems. Oh, absolutely. They reached out yesterday when we're recording this, so today is the 21st, um, just to send Courtney their love, and we just had the best conversation with them, and Courtney and I have come to the realization that they are the southern versions of us. I, I call them our southern twins. Yeah, I feel like they're way cooler than us, but absolutely, we have very similar <laughs> senses of humor. <laughs> I know, it's so funny, I was listening to the podcast and I kept... You know, your mom mentioned this, but I kept thinking, goodness gracious, they sound just like us. Yeah. Like, they have the same sense of humor. Like, they're cracking me their up. banter. Their banter. And then, like, yep. just listening, the t- listening to them talk about true crime, I was yep. like, okay. Like, these are our twins. Yep. Our twin flames. I think either in the first or second episode, they see you next Tuesday. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Girls after my own heart. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, we just wanted to say we appreciate you guys so much. Absolutely. And go listen to their podcast. Seriously, if you think that we're funny at all, you're going to think they oh, are they're fucking hilarious. I was dying first episode. Yes. I think I told them that, actually. Yeah. First episode, I was I was rolling. Yep. I have cracked up. Yeah. I've, yeah. <laughs> Every episode <laughs> I listen to. So, we will link their podcast in our show notes for this yes. episode, too. Yes, so, go check them out. They are awesome. You will... Very much enjoy their podcast. Absolutely. Maybe someday we can collab. That'd be fun. Yes, I was thinking that, actually. So, Patient Sam, if you want to collab, let us know. Let us know. We'll ping you. Yeah. (laughs) I would be down. Yeah. Here for it. Um, anyway, what else? I don't think we have anything else to cover off the top. Just kind of same shit, different day, different week. Same shit, different day? Yeah. I mean... I think if we had started recording this before I got here, or like right when I got here, it would have been a different story, but a little better now. It's been a rough day, but you know, we, I'll update you guys just so you know, because I know a lot of people have asked, but um, today we got to say our goodbyes to Ace and uh, it was, it was nice to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of turmoil and hatred and anger going on, not only with our own family, but with Ace's dad's family and the media is not very nice at all, but it was just nice to take today to separate all of that and just do mm-hmm. my own thing and make it about her. Make which it about is her. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. So yeah. I'm glad you're not a shitty adult trying to <laughs> take away from her and what this is. All I about. try not to. I mean, yeah. I know it's super easy to do in a world of where social media runs your life mm-hmm. and you know, that's a good way for people to express what they're going through. And I understand that, but like there's a time and a place and a lot of people are not very good at that. And so, um, like I said, just a good day to say, I loved her Mm -hmm. and absolutely. I'll see her someday. Yeah. And if you're a new listener and you haven't listened to our other episodes, go listen to last week's episode. It's episode 11. 
Yes. Episode 11, Precious Jane Doe. Yes. And we do talk about what happened um, at the beginning of the episode. So go and listen to that. Um, and yeah, just keep Courtney and her family in your thoughts, in your prayers, send her love, send mm-hmm. her light, anything you sent, anything you believe. Just Absolutely. I appreciate it. And my family does too. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I'll stand up and be a voice. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, girl. That's where we're at. All right. Well, what do you have for our current weekly fuckery? I love it. Current <laughs> weekly fuckery. And this was actually not fuckery. Oh my gosh. I know. What? I know. So I was planning on doing this, and I already told you this, but I'll tell our listeners. Yeah. Because she also listens. But um, I was planning on doing this, and my therapist actually pinged me. She listens to it. our podcast, and I love <laughs> that she listens to it. So mad shout out. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, this made me think of you. And I said, how ironic. I was literally doing this as our that current event. That is so awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so I'll just hop right into it. Have you ever heard of Aaron Foster and Jeremy Bechtel? I think that's how you say his name. It's B-E-C-H-T-E-L. Bechtel. Bechtel? Okay. So, I don't know. So they I went have. missing in 2000. Okay. Um, they... Literally just uh, were leaving, let's see, they were 18 and 17 at the time. They were last seen April 3rd of 2000, leaving um, Foster is the girl. Yeah, Aaron's house, so Aaron's Foster's house. Mm-hmm. And they were never seen again. Okay. But this YouTube star who, like, this is kind of like his thing to find old cases that haven't been solved and kind yeah. of like do his thing. That's awesome. Um, last winter, he made national headlines because he dove into this mystery and they actually found the remains of the two of them. He was diving in the river and found the Pontiac, checked the VIN, called the cops about it, and they were actually able to, yeah, they were actually able to My face is so stupid right now. (laughs) Isn't that insane? That is so awesome. Oh Um, my God. Um, Also, this is totally off topic, but thank you for saying VIN and not VIN number. I sit there and I scream at true crime shows all the time when they say ATM machine, PIN number, VIN number. I'm like, that's redundant. It's in the acronym. (laughs) Right? Sorry. Yeah, no, I totally get you. That's the pettiest fucking thing (laughs) that I do in my life, but. I I don't think a lot of people really think about it, it, but I feel you. I absolutely do. I grew up in a family around us. Cars. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a VIN number. It's just a VIN. Like yeah, that's truly it's what it's a is. vehicle identification number, number, not a vehicle identification number number. number. <laughs> Double up on those numbers. That is the pettiest of the petty mayonnaise <laughs> things that I do in my life, and I acknowledge that. I love it. <laughs> I'm um, so excited about this. Though. This is awesome. Yeah. So the he he's a scuba diver, and so he literally okay. videoed himself like going down and looking. At this vehicle, and he what? discovered the 1998 Pontiac Grand Am that belonged to Aaron Foster. I just got chills. <laughs> and the the sad part is, is that sadly they were deceased, and yes, they are in it. Yeah. Um, and also, it's even more sad is that you know the families have been asking for years to find them, and they eventually came to the conclusion that they weren't coming home. So Jeremy's mom actually held out hope for a very long time that they were going to find them. She knew that her son was not alive, but they still didn't have a case. And sadly, she did pass away in 2018. So she didn't get to see them come home. And that was her one thing. She just wanted their bodies so they could have that, like, closure closure for it. Um, But they do have it now. And 
the thing is, is that the case is actually still open yeah. because they Good. don't know how they ended up in that river. And I'm not really sure how they're going to find a cause of death. I mean, that's 2000. So that's almost 20 years, yeah. 22 years, roughly 20. I think it happened in 2021 when they found him. But Were they completely skeletonized? I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, 20 like, years underwater see, like, is a long time. trauma or... If yeah. there was, like, a broken hyoid bone or if there was a gunshot wound. But other than that, Other yeah. than that, I don't really know if they're going to find a cause of death. Oh, so I'm goodness. not really sure. But their remains were found in the vehicle. So at least the families have a little bit of closure. But yeah. it's still an open case. So I'm super yeah. excited to follow this and see yeah. where we go with it. That's amazing. Yeah. Way to go for that guy. That Absolutely. is incredible. We'll link the video, too, yeah, in I'll the Yeah, I'll see notes. if I can find it. Um, yeah. Or somewhere, an article yeah. to it or something, yeah. I'll definitely so link the awesome. article, and then I'll see if I can't find the YouTube video I know I've heard it. something about, like, a YouTuber helping solve a cold case, technically, but I didn't know that was, like, all about it. That's so cool. Yeah, and this just dropped on July 20th, so it was, like, wow. That's a so day cool. ago. Yeah, that's Isn't so that crazy? awesome. That's insane. See, I told you it wasn't fuckery. It's cool. I love it! Yeah, not fuckery. I retract it. <laughs> nah, not fuckery, but you know, does my chapstick. <laughs> I try to like make good pauses so I know for myself when I go to edit. <laughs> so I know, cut here, fuckwad. <laughs> so I, I do that. <laughs> Close my blinds. D-E-D. Blinded by the... Blinded by the light. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Guys, in case you were wondering, we are also going to be a two-man band after yes. this. So... Yep. Or an acapella group. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if you want to hear... I mean, I did post that last acapella, so I guess I could do it again. Yep. yep. I'm going to give Courtney voice lessons. She if you guys sing. didn't listen to our, it was our lore episode? No, it was last episode. Was it? Yeah, because oh, yeah, we didn't post lore last week. It was the Precious Jane Doe episode. Yep. I definitely went into a Stranger <laughs> Things uh, acapella <laughs> breakout, if you didn't hear it. The Chrissy Wake Up. Chrissy TikTok Wake Up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do a corny voice lesson. Woohoo! I'll be singing every day. I told her because she used to sing back in the day, and I was like, I'm a firm believer that anyone can get back into it. And yeah, it's gonna happen. And I told her, I was like, You were on key, so we can make it happen. Killed it. <laughs> Killed me. She's gonna get a record deal off of that, no big deal. It's oh. fine. <laughs> and then I'll have we're my so own recording dumb. studio that you can just come into and record yep. a podcast with me. <laughs> well, I'm not on tour. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> We're so stupid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, outside of our craziness, this is your week. And from what I understand, we've got a two-parter we coming. We sure do. I'm actually nervous to present this. What? Yeah. Why? Like, I want to do a really good job with this. And I have I've no been doubt. voraciously researching on this case because I can't. Like, I just don't have the time to, like, start my research super early, so I usually have to start it, like, over the weekend coming into my recording, and, yeah, I've done a lot 
Yeah, this one. We actually pushed back a day of recording so you we could did. do a little bit more research because yep. you wanted to. Because I do... remembered there was a portion of this that I wanted to look into more that I had forgotten about. So mm. I'm going to be talking about the Long Island serial killer. Ooh. I'm kind of breaking my own rules because I know I talk about how I don't want to do like the bigger ones, but my biggest reason that I wanted to cover this is because for one, it's unsolved, and I know yep. we want to highlight unsolved cases as much as we can. And for two, it's actually kind of, if you want to lump everything together, this is really the most prolific modern day serial killer. Yes. Because a lot of this discovery, they like there's speculation that the timeline of all of this could be anywhere from 1982 to 2010. But That's a big time. Exactly. But the more like succinct timeline that they can actually pin is, I believe, 2003 to 2010. So... Either way, it's in the new millennium, and we have really not had, like, largely prolific serial killers like that in modern times because of advances in DNA technology. I think killers were like, uh. well, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so I'm going to divide this into two parts. Um, the first section of it is some speculation that people even wonder if it is related, but the reason I want to talk about it is because... It is also unsolved, this portion of it, and it led into the rest of what happened. Okay. So, I'm going to start us off with the case of Shannon Gilbert. Mm. Are you familiar with her case? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Shannon Gilbert was 23 years old when she went missing. She was from Ellenville, New York, and she was very adamant about becoming a singer in her life. She wanted to be in New York City. Be a singer, be a star. Sounds like somebody else I know. <coughs> Michelle. <laughs> I used to want to be on Broadway. <laughs> oh boy. Big silly dreams. But anyway, she actually graduated from high school early. She graduated at 16 years old. Damn, yeah. girl. Yeah, so she was determined. And I was stupid at 16. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> so she moved to New York City after she graduated high school. Um, to go to school, and she was having trouble making ends meet. You know, it's expensive. It's hard. It's so hard. It's hard for anyone, let alone in New York City. Oh, absolutely. Seriously. I think I would have died. Yeah, New York City, LA, and San Francisco, I'm pretty sure, are the most expensive cities by far in the country. So, Shannon was having trouble making ends meet, as I mentioned, when she moved to New York City. So, she began working as a sex worker. Hey, so, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't dog... Yeah, I exactly. mean, I know I know people I went to school at that used to strip because that's how you yep. made money. Yep. That's how you paid off your school. Yeah, exactly. I do not dog. And if you are choosing what to do with your own body and Absolutely. you are not being trafficked. Absolutely. Repair to you, girl. Do it. Do what you need to do. Own that body. Yep, exactly. Because it is yours. Absolutely. So she did this as a means to support herself through school. Um, she was actually able to make $502,000 a night. Oh, I don't doubt it. I yeah. do not so doubt it. She was able to live very comfortably. Oh, good. Yeah. So she, throughout all of this, a common misconception with sex workers is that they are disengaged. Like, all of them. Of course, we know that there are ones that, you know, are having a hard life. They're not engaged with friends, family, whatever else. But Shannon remained very close with her family. And her mom and sister both actually knew that she was doing sex work. Mm -hmm. They, of course, worried about her. Absolutely. And her sister was actually, like, very upset about it at first. But she just realized, she's like... It's her choice. Mm -hmm. All I can do is just hope that she's being safe, that she's doing, you know, what she needs to do. Right. To keep herself safe. So, 
they came to terms with it. That's what you need to do. So she worked with an escort service and she actually met and fell in love with her boyfriend, Alex Diaz. So Alex worked as a driver for the escort service. I remember service. this now. Yeah. Like it's connecting more and more. <laughs> exactly. Like I knew the name, but like as you're talking, I'm like, oh, I just mm-hmm. watched this documentary a couple yep. months ago. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> connecting dots. Yep. Filing cabinet. Exactly. Clinton. <laughs> Clinton is over We have here to name yours too. Oh yeah. You're going to have to name my dude for me. <laughs> We'll figure out what its name is. I'm moving my Spider-Man cords. Spider-Man, I like it. <laughs> Spider-Man is just digging through that filing cabinet. This webby. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Does a spider can. Just <laughs> going through it while I sing. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> so Alex worked as a driver for the escort service, and they both made really good money. Oh, I mean, honestly, like, yeah. that... It's one of the oldest professions. In fact, I think yep. it is the oldest profession yeah. in the world. And it goes back a long, long way. I mean, I feel like it's probably started since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. which I yeah. think is the craziest thing to me. Handmaids is that Handmaids for kings in exactly. medieval time. Technically, that's what they were for. Like, yes. maidens. And yeah. you, the thing about it is, like, it's an industry that pays well because mm-hmm. it's an industry that will never die. Exactly. And my biggest issue with it is don't sit here and shit on the sex workers. Absolutely not. Shit on the people who are making this prevalent thing. They're yes. not the ones that are making this a viable source of income. If you have a problem with it, nip it at the source. Absolutely. And from what and I have heard is a lot of escort services, like a lot of women that work in them and men mm-hmm. as well, say that a lot of the times... They're mostly therapists. Yep. Like, they usually don't always sleep with the person that's mm-hmm. with, like, yeah, paying them. there's they, plenty of them sometimes that are literally just, just there to spend time with them. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they do. And mm-hmm. so, like, don't judge somebody for something that they're, yes, you know, choosing to do, one. And two, yep. they're probably helping a lot more people than you know. Yep, exactly. Because they're fulfilling a need for these people that they're not getting met. Right, otherwise. and it's not always a sexual need. Exactly. Sometimes it's just companionship. Honestly. Yeah. So, so, fuck off. Mind your own business. <laughs> Cost zero dollars to mind your fucking business. Absolutely. It's free 99 to mind your own fucking business. <laughs> it's a free 99. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, this escort service was high profile, but eventually got busted by the police. Mm, okay. So, it had to disband, essentially. So, after this happened, tensions were high between Shannon and her boyfriend. And he turned into a piece of shit. So during an argument one night, Alex hit Shannon and shattered her jaw. Like, completely shattered it. And she had to have emergency surgery and have a titanium plate put in her jaw. So, unfortunately, she stayed with him. And I'm pretty sure he picked her up from the hospital after the surgery. Well, and beaten wife syndrome, and I know it's not always wise, but beaten wife syndrome is really, truly a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. And there wasn't really any other known documented cases of domestic violence between them, so it could have been that it was the first time. Exactly, like it'll never happen again. Exactly, or it could have been that he had been doing in the past, but she had never called the cops because of her profession. True. Yeah. So, you know, it could be a number of things, right? But that was the only actual reported case of abuse between them. Um. So after, obviously, the escort service had to dismantle. Uh, Shannon was having a hard time staying afloat with, you know, bills, everything. And when you get accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle, it's very hard to adapt when that's, when it, that implodes, essentially. Mm -hmm. So 
She then started advertising on Craigslist at this point. So she Craigslist, man. Craigslist kills Mm -hmm. me because, like, we all used to use it all the time, but it's not a good place. Yep. I've heard too many bad things about Craigslist, and I have not used it myself. Craigslist is in so many true crime cases, it's stupid. Yeah. It's... It seriously is, like, the closest thing to the dark web that is accessible Mm -hmm. for laymen. I would agree. And it's scary. I don't like it. Mm -mm. Way too many things happen on there. Ooh, chills. Yeah. The good thing, though, is that Shannon made sure to keep using a driver and have someone with her to make sure she was staying safe. So, that's very good. Because, obviously, not going through the service was taking away level of protection that she had. So, she wanted to make sure that she was staying safe. So, either her boyfriend, Alex Diaz... Or another name, man named Michael Pack would drive her to her jobs. So Michael Pack, if I remember correctly, was someone that Alex had introduced her to. And she had come to trust him. Okay. Yeah. So it was either Alex or Michael or no one. So Good. She never went with no one. So, I mean, like, that was it. <laughs> um, so on May 1st of 2010, she received a request for work in Oak Beach, Long Island. So in interviews that, of... By people that are familiar with the town, they say that Oak Beach is a place where people can really, like, do whatever the fuck they want. Police don't monitor it. They don't care. Like, it's just there. But it's weird because it's a gated community. So you would think that it was more of an upscale place. And on the outside, on the surface, it does look like it. It looks like it is, you know, more of an affluent area. And it's on a beach, you know? I'm sure you can see the look on my face right now. Yeah. Unamused. Same. So, like I said, police don't even monitor the town at all. And there's, like, jurisdictional issues with it where it is, too. Like, literally Whose other beaches. jurisdiction it falls in? Yeah. Because literally, like, other beaches that are along the same stretch of Long Island are with, like, New York City Police Department. Some are with um, Suffolk County. There's just, yeah. And it seems like they can't ever fucking agree on who it belongs to. So, for this job... Shannon was actually guaranteed five hours work since it was such a far drive from where she was. Uh, Michael Pack drove her to the job that night and he was obviously waiting in the car for a long time. It was late, so he actually fell asleep while he was waiting, but he was still outside of the house. Um, The client who Shannon was going to meet was a man named Joe Brewer and he actually eventually knocked on the window of Michael's SUV and he was saying, like, can you come and get her? Like, she will not fucking leave. Can you... Please come and get her out of the house. And he seemed really annoyed. And so when Michael goes into the house, he actually found Shannon hiding behind a couch in the house. And he finds that she's on the phone with police and he can hear her saying, they are trying to kill me. She said, they are trying to kill me. Not, he is trying to kill me. So that's weird spot number one. And again, we're getting Michael's account I don't even know if they got Joseph Brewer's account, honestly, because the way they fucking handled this, who knows? Foreshadowing. (laughs) I'm foreshadowing myself. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So, while she was at the home of Joseph Brewer, she makes a 911 call that lasts for over 20 minutes. That was a long-ass 911 call. It is. I believe it was... For no one to respond. Right. I believe it was 23 minutes in total. So... She believed that, like I said, they were after her, and many people speculated, obviously, that she meant Joe Brewer and Michael Pack both were after her for whatever reason. But, you know, after all of this happens, Shannon vanished. So, the next day, 
Shannon's boyfriend calls Michael Pack. And what's fucking weird is Michael Pack is like, oh, she didn't come home? And now it's like, no fuck bag, you drove her. Yeah, you were supposed to bring her home. Right, right, exactly. And he tells Alex about what happened. But, like, he just thought she got home somehow. What the fuck? Because she, Yeah, she miraculously walked that far when she literally had to book five hours because she was so far away. Exactly. You really think she's walking that? Exactly. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. And I'll circle back to all the details in this. There's a reason I'm leaving it until later. But he tells Alex what happens and pretty much tells him that he lost her. Like, he was trying to track her down and he lost her. Which could be true. But how are you going to sit here and go... What? She didn't make it home? Like, you should have called Alex and been like, dude, I can't find Shannon. Weird. Common right. sense. Right. We so, don't teach that in school anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Alex ends up calling the police, and they obviously don't seem like they take the call seriously because he obviously had to give them the backstory of why she was in Long Island. And we oh. all know how much police care about sex workers. So That's so annoying. Yeah. And this is exactly what I meant about the jurisdictional bullshit because they told him you need to call Jersey City Police, which Jersey City was like that way further away. I'm pretty sure he called Suffolk County Police first, and she was in Suffolk County, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So after Alex calls the police, he calls Shannon's sister Sherry. I believe is how you pronounce it. It's S H E R R E. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, so to see if she has heard from Alex, and then he tells her everything that he knows about what happened. So at least I give him kudos for that, because he jumped on it right away, and you could True. tell that he was genuinely worried about her. And I I do believe he loved her. I just think he was another was one of those people violent. that doesn't know how to handle their own emotions. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Check that off the list. Yeah. So obviously Sherry's like, what in the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. You know, because she's like, I haven't heard from my sister. And Michael Pack calls Sherry and asks if she's seen Shannon. And she's like, no, you know, we haven't seen her. And he then tells Sherry that he has an alibi, like offers that up really quickly. And Sherry... What the fuck is your alibi? Exactly. That you were the last person that potentially saw her. Okay. Um, that's not an alibi, dude. Right. So Sherry obviously feels like that's suspicious. And then she then calls police after that as well. Okay. Do you think they actually still took it seriously at that point? Probably not. Not so much. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Ugh. So there's like red tape and bureaucratic bullshit because they couldn't decide how to handle this case. Because they thought that Shannon left of her own volition. And that she just dipped and went somewhere. So, eventually, the Suffolk County PD's missing persons unit takes on the case. Because Sherry and her and Shannon's mother, Mary, were lighting their shit up. Like, saying, get this the fuck together and look for her. Help us find her. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. So, like I said, their missing persons bureau eventually picks up the case. Um... What's really weird is no one reported any crime in the area that night. And again, I'll kind of get into all that, the details of the call and everything. So police made no connections to Shannon's disappearance. So again, giving them what they believed is credence to the idea that she just left on her own. And no foul play was involved. After a woman literally had a 23-minute phone call with 911, Mm -hmm. you're telling me... Mm -hmm. 
You mm-hmm. think that she just up and walked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, just you wait, girl. Oh, just you wait. That shit. There's a reason I'm telling it like this, and it's gonna make you so I know. mad. I know. It's gonna make them mad. I know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. It infuriates me. Yep. So on May third, so Shannon went missing on May first. On May third, Mary Gilbert, Shannon, and Sherry's mom gets a call from a man that identifies himself as Doctor Peter Hackett. Yeah, I know. I know Does about this douchebag. Yeah. He asked if Shannon was home safe, and he said that he ran a home for wayward girls and wanted to make sure that she was okay. And he said he gave her some medication to calm her down, and he told Mary that Shannon had given him her mom's number, which Mary's like, bull fucking shit, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know you. And she obviously was very suspicious of this because her daughter is missing, and this guy's like, oh, is your daughter okay? I saw her. I gave her some medication, and she's like... Losing her shit. Obviously, I'd be like, bitch, what did you do to my child? I'd be like, cool, you want to hand me over her phone? Exactly. Because that's the only fucking way you actually got my number? Exactly. Right. So, Hackett vehemently denied making the call. But later on, police were able, I think they got a warrant for her cell phone records or for her cell phone in general. And he did make that fucking call. And he's like, oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I called to make sure she was okay, that Mary was okay, because he magically knew about Shannon's disappearance at that point. I didn't even think it had made the news because police didn't give a shit. Red flags galore, man. Red fucking flags all over the place. All over the place. I wish you guys could see my face. Right, exactly. (laughs) Seriously, like that's just... What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So some background on Hackett. He's an emergency medical doctor. I said, because poop you. Who cares? I don't even know how this fuckbag ever became a doctor. And even if you're an emergency medical doctor, you shouldn't be handing out medication to people outside of your practice. Why do you have this shit in your house? It shouldn't be there. So where'd you get it from? In your house, which I didn't hear that. Anyway, so he lives less than half of a mile from Joe Brewer, which is the house that Shannon was at for her job that night. So... Residents of the area, I guess, would go to Hackett for their medical needs because they were pretty far away from any other facilities and stuff because they were on an island. And so he was like a big shot and he thought he his shit didn't stink. You know, whatever. He was just a blowhard. <laughs> <laughs> and I I've never heard it said like that, but that's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm going to use that from now on. I'm going to read this verbatim, okay. how I put this in my notes, because this is how annoyed I was. I said, this bitch was being hounded by media at one point and pretending like he was having a heart attack or some issue with a defibrillator. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. He was like, didn't he like fall on the yeah. ground? He's like going into his car. The media is trying to question him. Like, do you know what happened to Shannon? He's like, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. And then he like goes and opens his door and he goes, and then he clutches his heart and goes to the ground and he goes, sons of bitches. <laughs> and then, <laughs> shit fucking cracks me up because he's like a, the reporter. He's like a professional soccer player being yes. so dramatic over somebody looking at The reporter at is like, what was that? Literally like that <laughs> inflection. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> and he's like, and someone is like off in the distance going, call a doctor. And he's like, no, I'm a doctor. Okay, are you going to save yourself? 
fly a goddamn kite, you psycho. Fuck you. Oh my god. Fuck I you. love how you're just throwing middle fingers yep. in the air and nobody has no idea what you're Double doing. middle fingers. You can probably hear me flailing my flappy arms around. <laughs> so he's a twat is the moral of that story. Clearly. Why are you being so dramatic is my question. Uh, Suspish. Anyway. I have my own opinions on that. Mm -hmm. But that's Mm -hmm. coming from my own trauma. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel um, like a lot of people, when stuff like this happens, they want the attention of the media. And so they pull stunts like this. And it's like, you're only making yourself look stupid. And he has a stupid face and his teeth are gross. Like, they look like brown chiclets. They're disgusting. If he's really a doctor, he makes enough money to get that shit fixed. Like, just saying. Brush your teeth, bitch. There's this thing called Put a some toothpaste on your finger if you don't have a toothbrush. Ooh. That does not do a lot. But, uh, all right. Do more than the situation he's got going on. But it's like he likes the media attention because he'll be, like, half smang. He's like, I don't know. So, Shannon's sister, Sherry, and her mom start searching tirelessly for her because they feel like the police department isn't doing anything. And I don't blame them. Right. I get it. So, honestly. Yeah, they felt like police weren't taking the investigation seriously, so they took matters into their own hands. Good. And they really didn't seem to be taking it seriously at all. And obviously, the assumption is because she was a sex worker, which is disgusting. They are humans. They are human beings. They live and breathe the same as any of us do. When will we understand that children are not always runaways? Right. And sex workers did not have it coming. Exactly. Like, those were the two things that I always struggle with when it comes to law enforcement. Exactly. So, Sherry and Mary drove to Oak Beach on May 10th. So, we're a little over a week after Sherry Sorry, you see me calculating out of my head? Yeah, so May 1st to May 10th. Okay. And they noticed Peter Hackett's house. So... He and was, Peter Hackett is the guy that she originally went to go do work with. No, correct? that or was, was the Joseph doctor. Brewer. Peter Hackett's the doctor. Dumb fucking doctor. Okay, yeah. Sorry. That said that he gave Shannon medication and lied to Mary about making the phone call. Gotcha. Sorry, I had to get yeah. that straight in my head. No, mind. yeah, I know. It's <laughs> there's like there's lots, lots of names. parts on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he was having a party on his deck, and Mary fucking went up and confronted him. Good. Yeah. She must have Googled him or something. That she ass knew who bitch. He was. Yeah. So he, Yes, Mama. Yeah. And he again denied making the call to her. This was before police had figured out that he actually had. But she's like, What in the fuck are you doing? He's like, I didn't make this call to you. And is just being a twat about it. And Awful. yeah. <laughs> and so Mary contacts the police about it. You know, all this stuff being like, this dude called me. My my daughter is missing. missing. Look into this shit. And then he denies it again. And I'm pretty sure police are like, okay. He's a doctor. It's yeah. Fine. Hey, Peter, go ahead. Whatever. Doctor death, anyone? Yeah. Doctor. So they eventually proved that he was lying a year later. A year later? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that was when they started taking it seriously. Oh, my sort of. God. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't realize uh, it was that big of a gap. Yep. Ooh. Okay. Yep. See? The fuckery. And like I said, he was like, I was just kidding. I was just calling her to comfort her. They didn't fucking know each other. They, she had no idea who this guy was. So why would you be calling a stranger to comfort her? How the fuck did you get her contact information? Because he has her phone. Exactly. Okay. That's what me thinks. Anyway. So police finally were starting to take the search seriously. Thank you. Right. Like the following winter, pretty much. Yeah. so long. Yeah, exactly. So, during the search for Shannon, there was actually a cadaver dog that was in training 
that was searching for her. And they actually picked up on a scent and they came across a body of a woman. So police identified Shannon's family explaining that it could be her. Um, but they were looking for that titanium plate in her jaw, if you remember, mm-hmm. from when it was broken. So when the body was examined, unfortunately, pretty much immediately, they could see that it wasn't her because she didn't have that plate in her jaw. So the remains were of another female that the police Oof. weren't even looking for. Good job on Cadaver Dog, though. Right? Like, I'm glad you found a body. Yes, and he had a very cute name, and I forgot to write it down. I loved his name so much. I can't remember it. I don't remember it either. Damn it. So, within a few days of finding this body, like I said, a woman that police weren't even searching for, four other bodies were found in the Gilgo Beach area. Four. Oof. In the same area. So, immediately, people are freaking the fuck out, thinking there's a serial killer. Well, it would make sense it's exactly. a serial killer. There's, like, literally exactly. four bodies within feet of each other. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, right. that's a serial killer. <laughs> right. So, the search for Shannon told the world about the Long Island serial killer. Oh, man. Because I, it opened this fucking door. I hate seeing innocent lives be taken. Exactly. But it's so comforting knowing mm-hmm. that they are helping... Even after they've left. Exactly. To solve whatever is yep. going on. Whether it's a case or yep. a bust or whatever it may yeah. be. Like, Anything. They're still able to help. And I think yeah. that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, they were still searching for Shannon, obviously. But yeah. they had to halt the search because it was winter months and it just wasn't plausible. Yeah, you cannot search uh, exactly. on the East Coast Yeah, the because winter. it was like a marsh and there were really high reeds in there and it just wasn't plausible. So just the conditions weren't favorable for the search. Bummer. So they picked back up in spring of 2011. She went missing in May of 2010. We're into oh, almost a year later. Oh, that kills my heart for her family. That's a yeah. long time to wait. Yep. So in December of 2011 now... So we're going from spring of 2011 all the way to almost the end of 2011. So this is a year and a half after Shannon went missing. Shannon's belongings were found. So the belongings included her purse, her phone, her jeans, and her shoes. And they were all found eight miles from Gilgo Beach in a marsh. And then about a week after this, there were skeletal remains found. And they were about a quarter of a mile from her belongings. And the remains were proven to be Shannon's. They found that titanium plate in her jaw. They were able to prove very quickly. I'm pretty sure even before the autopsy was done. Oh, I'm sure they probably had a forensic anthropologist on site who looked. Police at the time theorized that Shannon may have died from hypothermia or accidental drowning. She's in a marsh. Mm, I was going to say, I get get it. Especially if it's at night. Like, the problem is, I feel like this immediately rules that out, but I'm not an expert. She was found on her back in the marsh. If she was face down, I could buy that. Yeah, that is But that would have meant that she would have, like, moved over, maybe asphyxiated on, you know, some water, bile, anything. Yeah, but that seems very far-fetched to me. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just giving my... Yeah, that is, like, strange because very rarely do you find bodies on their back unless they've been put there. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, Um, but the family, so pretty much the initial autopsy that was done by the city wasn't able to, they didn't define any foul play into the death. So that's why it it lent credence to their theory 
of hypothermia or drowning. Okay. But Shannon's family was like, fuck you bitches, and got a secondary private autopsy. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I love that they were able to do that, because I know exactly. a lot of times there's so much red tape on that that they yep. don't allow the family to do that. Yep. Which, I don't understand that, but whatever, yeah. do you? Yeah. I'll talk about the details of the secondary autopsy a little bit more, but I will say that that autopsy technician didn't believe that there was enough water in that marsh for her to drown at all. Like, no way in hell. Hey, I'll follow yeah. it. Yeah. So, what is really troubling is after Shannon's body was found, police brought Shannon's family onto the deck of a home to show them the approximate location of where she was found without actually taking them to the scene. Guess whose house that was? The doctor? Peter Hackett's house. Yep. You she fucking piece of shit. She was found 400 yards from his house. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, did you just say 400, 400 yards? yards? 400 yards from his house. And it took them a year and a half to find her. And I'm sorry. And four her and belongings a half, were a quarter of a mile from where she was. That's what I'm saying. So 400 yards. How the fuck do you not see that body? To be fair, the reeds in the marsh were very tall. Like okay. you could get lost in okay. there. And okay. she was a pretty small girl. So it was hard to sift through. They actually had to get a special machine. It was almost like a combine. Like yeah, I know exactly what Yeah, but it didn't about. suck anything up. So everywhere. all it did was just like slowly rotate through the reeds. They had to get that to find her. And they oh. didn't find her until then. Because a cadaver dog didn't pick up on her scent specifically. Okay, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Sure. When her body first ends up there, mm-hmm. she's not underneath all of that. You're sitting on top of it. Well, they, because the reeds are, the way they're packed in, it's not like, it's not like the same as, like, if you're in a wheat field or a cornfield, like, you would see the outline or anything. It literally is just, like, whatever the fuck is in there is in there. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I'm used to, like, like the fields. Like, if something lands in a field, it generally makes a spot where you can see it. Okay, that's fair. I I looked at a lot of aerial pictures of it, and again, this is the same thing with the other four victims that were found literally no one had any idea that they were out there oh crazy yeah okay so it's just the way that it's all packed in there and because the reeds are so thin i believe that's why it doesn't like they don't really bend and break or anything they kind of just flow with you yeah exactly they just kind of move around it and they were so tall that i think it would just like kind of bend around whatever it is and just go back up yeah because by the time you hit the base that would make sense okay yeah okay i digress yeah so to be fair, I don't think you would see shit in those unless you were actually digging well, for something. Well, still, 400 yards from his house is mm-hmm. mind-blowing, but yep. all right. Yep. I'm just putting that little nugget in there. And it took you a year and a half to figure out that yeah. she was 400 yards away, right. but all right. And really, it seemed like police never ever, never ever, never, never even entertained the idea that Peter Hackett could have been involved. Why like, would they? He's the right. famous doctor, right. right? He's the golden boy. Yeah. They say that he was investigated, so whatever. Mm, I don't I'll, believe it, but I'll okay. say, sure. Okay. Um, they believed that Shannon was making her way toward the parkway. So of the community, there's like a gate that goes out. Out, right? Yeah. Okay. So they believe that she was making her way toward there. But to me, that just said that they're like, she's trying to go somewhere. And she got disoriented. That's what they were trying to say and set up. I'm just rolling my eyes I so freaking hard bullshit. in the back of my head right now. It's stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like I said, Shannon's family wasn't buying the shit. They're like, I wouldn't either. Fuck all of you. They were not having anything of what the Suffolk PD was trying to say. 
So they hired a lawyer named John Ray to help them fight the accidental ruling that was given by the Suffolk County Police Department. Yeah, because if it's ruled accidental, don't they technically close the case? Yeah, it can be. Like, they would still look for who did it, but they wouldn't... Well... It's closed, but it's not closed. Like, right, it still is what, open to it's investigation. It's not as a high level. Exactly. They're not like, investigating it as a homicide. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a lesser, doesn't really yeah, it's get like, looked into. Yeah. It's like, if something comes up, it comes up. Or right. if we get more information, cool. But yeah, they're not actually investigating a homicide at that point. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, they had a secondary private autopsy that was conducted, and it showed that there was damage to Shannon's hyoid bone. Strangulation. Ding, ding, ding. So... Indicator strangulation, obviously, like you said. (laughs) Ray was actually interviewed by 48 Hours, the attorney they hired, and he said that he is determined to out Shannon's killer. Like, he's like, she was killed, and I'm going to out who did this. Mad props, bro. Like, he is determined. And he was actually granted access to the 911 tapes because the police wouldn't fucking release them. So, he was granted access to the 911 tapes and... Which was crazy because the police wouldn't release them right. for anything. Um, but he insisted that they shed light on Shannon's disappearance and her subsequent death. He, I have no doubt, was absolutely certain that they did. So, from there, Shannon's family presented a civil case to try to get the residents of Oak Beach to be deposed. Ooh, so they the would residents. Have to talk. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, Keep going because they feel like someone knows something, in that and they do. There's I think. no fucking way. If not multiple people. You're literally sitting in a gated fucking community. Yeah. How the hell do you not know? Granted, the houses are pretty spaced apart, but you'll hear why that sounds preposterous. Here's the thing, though, and this has nothing to do with this, but mm-hmm. many gated communities will tell you, they are probably the most attentive oh, yeah. to what is going on they in their neighborhood. They asses. They know all of They know other. everything. Yeah. There's no fucking way they don't know anything. Percent. They all know each other's business. They all know each other. Absolutely. You are a thousand percent right. So there was later some information that came to light that Shannon was trying to break into a wealthier market of the sex work business. So she actually had a very high dollar client named Jim Bissett. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he was a known family man. He had a super large estate in New York and he was loaded. Um, His father owned a nursery and it had a lot of burlap burlap sorry not burlap burlap bags in it which will come into play later when i talk about the gilgo four who were found the weird thing is the day after shannon's body was found he committed suicide Mm, yep suspicious exactly so many people believe that his prominence um and his possible connection to shannon and her death or even the four other women that were found in Gilgo Beach are what led him to commit suicide. Because people are automatically like, this is shady. What is happening? And this is, people are trying to connect anyone to this. So that's understandable. It seems shady. Well, and also like, uh, I'm not really trying to play devil's advocate here, Mm -hmm. but also like when somebody's in that situation and they have that kind of money and that kind of standing, and then Mm -hmm. they also have a family. Yep. And then they're sleeping with someone on the side. Yeah. Like that's tarnishing, yeah, to their name. Because he was like a known. That's what I'm man. saying, and it, yeah, and that could be another additional factor yeah. as to why he would have done it. Exactly, I think it was more along those lines. People are just trying to. Oh, and I don't blame them. Like we're trying to find a can. way to figure out what happened to her. Exactly, exactly. 
so I just want to add that little nugget. It's just, like I said, this is unsolved. So yeah, we don't know. We have to look at anything we can. You always do. Yeah, exactly. Cover all bases. Right. And the fact that he committed suicide the day after she was found. Weird. Maybe he was in love with her and he it was tormented, too. you know? You never know. It could have been a number of things. But as I mentioned, police refused to release her 911 call. However, Shocker. they did release it in May of 2022. So oh shit! Ago. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know either. I thought they still hadn't released it. And then when I was researching this, it came up maybe on my that's searches. Why? Like, because watching the shows, they yeah. hadn't released it. So maybe. Well, because the episodes were in the first season of People Investigates, and that was twenty sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, yeah. So it was a long time ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Woo-hoo. So this is the reason why I'm making this two parts because I'm gonna go into details about her nine one one call. I'm glad, because yep. that call is crazy. Yep. So, yes. Buckle up, buttercups. Or so I've been told. I've never heard the whole thing. Yeah. So, so she made the 911 call. After she initially tried to tell police where she was, she at first mistakenly said that she was around Jones Beach, which isn't super far from Gilgo, but it's not where she was. So, again, this is the stupid jurisdictional bullshit that I was talking about. Um, she was rerouted to the New York State Dispatch. Because of where she had initially told them that she was. I don't understand rerouting. If someone's in hurt or in mm-hmm. danger, just fucking send somebody. Well, the problem is, is she wasn't forthcoming at first. Like, they kept trying to ask her where she was, what like okay. what was going on, and she wasn't giving them any information, so it okay. was hard. So, I All right, I'll, I'll let that one slide. Yeah. No, it's okay. We'll talk about it after I go through the details, because I have thoughts on it. Um, on the call, Shannon keeps repeating that there's someone after her just over and over and over again. There's someone after me. There's someone after me. There's someone after me. And even when the operator asks where she is, she just repeats that again. There's someone after me. And it sounds like she's disoriented. I don't necessarily think inebriated, almost like, and I don't mean manic to say that she has, it was reported that she was bipolar and that's not what I mean. I don't mean like manic like oh she was having an episode that's not what I mean it just seems like she was very upset and like couldn't orient herself around what was happening is what it seemed like if you're that emotional like I get it like your brain kind of just shuts down and you have a literal one track mind exactly one thing you're trying to get across because she didn't really sound frantic but it's she just kept saying the same thing it's like she couldn't form another thought is what it seemed like to me. Yeah, it Again, sounds like her brain was shutting down to, like, right. save her emotional right. trauma. Exactly. I'm not an expert, but I did listen to the actual call. This is not from a transcript. So, just, Oh, I give yeah. you props. I'll link it, too, in the show notes. Um, oh. So, she later states that she doesn't know where she is. She says that she's in a house and asks the operator if they can just trace where she is. She's like, can't you just trace me? And the operator says no. I do wonder why we can't trace 911 calls, but that's... They can now. Can they? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Maybe not back then, but yeah, they definitely can. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. You can hear what is likely Joseph Brewer in the background telling her that the guy, referring to Michael Pack, her driver, if you remember, wants to talk to her. Shannon says no. So, Pack comes in, he begins to try to talk to Shannon, and he asks, um, and she asks him why he's calling her by name. So, I don't know if she has another name. I mean, that's common, that she has another name yeah, that she goes by when she's working. Yeah, they usually have another name when they work, yeah. Right, but he was calling her by her name. And 
you can hear Brewer talking in the background, but it's not discernible what he's saying. Um, Shannon keeps telling either just Michael or them collectively to stop. She keeps saying, stop, stop, stop it. And she asks Brewer to shut the door. I don't know if she means the front door or if she's in a room. I'm assuming she's not because Michael Pack said she was behind the couch. So you would assume she's in the living room. But I don't know. I don't know the layout of the house. Um, Brewer can then be here can then be heard trying to usher both Pack and Gilbert outside. He's saying, like, let's all go outside. Come on, let's all go outside. And then Brewer then, because you can tell he's just like doesn't know what the fuck to do, he then tells Shannon that he'll go upstairs. And then she can leave at that point. Like, he'll go be out of the way. She can go. Because, I don't know, it seemed like he thought that's what she was worried about. That he was going to stop her. I really, literally can't even tell what was happening at that point. So, Michael Pack then proceeds to ask Shannon if she is okay. And then she immediately responds with, what are you going to do to me? And then she says, why are you going to kill me? She's saying this to Michael Pack. And he responds, are you crazy? Like, immediate response. It wasn't like he, like, thought about it. He was like, are you crazy? And, you know, you can hear it happening in real time. And Pack says, no, he's not going to. And Shannon continues to ask why he's going to kill her. Michael Pack then is like, you're freaking me out. And he tries again to get her to leave with him so that they can get back to the city. And he's, like, saying something like, we can get back, you know, from the water or something like that. He said something about the water, which I thought was kind of weird. But... It seems like Pack isn't sure if Shannon even knows who he is at that moment. It's almost like he's trying to remind her and he feels, it seems like he doesn't think that she's lucid in some sense or another. I mean, she kind of doesn't. It yeah. sounds like, like, I don't know if you've ever been around someone that's had a date rape drug put in their drink yeah, before. Yeah, that's what I was but thinking. that's kind of what she sounds but like. she was coherent with how she was speaking. That's why it was so weird. Because she wasn't slurring her words. She wasn't stumbling. Like, she was very succinct with hmm. what she was saying. But it's like she couldn't put things together, if that makes sense. So I mean, that's what was weird. That's weird. Is because she didn't sound inebriated to me. But again, I don't know. I mean, also, if it's at the beginning of when the drug is yeah. hitting her, she's not going to have those yeah. symptoms. So, yeah. Hindsight being twenty twenty, she could have been at the very start of right. this date rape or a drug of some sort yeah. hitting her system. Yeah, that's right. Which would be rough. Could be. Oof. So, I do give the 911 operators props because they stay on with her and they're Good. really trying to figure out what's going on. So, a second 911 op operator actually tries to get on the call to help try to figure out what's going on. And Shannon can just be heard saying, please, please, please. Gives me the goosebumps. Mm. And then she then asked Michael Pack to just get her out of there. So it's like just such a switch, just night and day, and it's so bizarre. But then she tells him, you were part of this all along. And he ensures Shannon, like, he's like, I only just met this guy tonight. So And I've also been sitting in the car exactly. the whole time. So it's like, was Joseph Brewer just sitting here feeding her this shit while right. they were in there? Like, what was happening? Like, no one knows at all. So then shit gets even more crazy. Like, it is wild. This is like literally something out of a fucking movie. But Shannon runs out of the house by herself. And then she tries to go to another home that police say was about two-tenths of a mile from Joseph Brewer's house. This is 15 minutes into the call at this point. 
and you can hear a lot of background noise and it's weird it's almost like if someone had their phone in their pocket and it was rustling around but you can't really tell for sure we've all been butt dialed like that yeah but she wasn't that's the thing is she was on the phone with them like oh i know i was just yeah. like correlating yeah exactly but then shannon starts screaming it is like a blood curdling scream but it's quick and it's so bizarre and then 19 minutes into the call, Shannon knocks on a man named Gus Coletti's door. So he lived at 17, the fairway. That's literally what the street is named. And I believe Joseph Brewer's at 10, the fairway. So seven houses down, roughly? Not even. Like, I don't even, I don't know how the addresses worked on there. So it was weird. I'm going to post maps, too, of okay. where all this was as well with the show notes. Um, but Coletti asks her what's wrong. And if someone's after her. And if I remember right, this was at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Wolf. Yeah. So, and I believe Shannon, they left to go out to Joseph Brewer's house at 11 p.m. And I think it was like an hour drive. Whoa. No, yeah. thank you. Somewhere around there. So, it was a long time between when they got there and when this happened. So, like I said, Coletti asks what's wrong if someone's after her. And she just responds saying that she needs help. That's all she says. And Gus can be heard on Shannon's 911 call saying, where are you going? What are you doing? And then the 911 call from Shannon then ends at this point. So that was her call. Gus Coletti then calls 911. He says there's a young girl running around screaming, saying that there's a guy trying to follow her. He gives a description of a very small girl around 14 or 15 is what she said, or is what he said. Shannon's very small. He thought that she was a teenager. Yeah, she's really tiny. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that she had blonde hair. So she must have been wearing a wig because she had naturally brown hair. Um, and he says there is a boy, he said boy specifically, in a black suburban as well, likely Michael Pack, because that matches the description of his vehicle. He noted that when Shannon saw the headlights of the car that she bolted from Coletti's house, he said that at that point they had just gone past the gate of the neighborhood where the entrance to the Oak Beach Association was. Okay. Then... A third 911 call is made at 5.30 a.m. by a woman named Barbara Brennan after Shannon knocked on her door. And you can hear someone knocking in the background of Barbara's 911 call. And she was saying that she wasn't going to let her in, but she's calling police. And she's explaining that there's a woman that said, that's saying that she's in danger. And she's like, I'm not going to let her in. And operators explain that they will get someone out to respond. By the time that police responded to Shannon's initial call... And the other calls, I think they just did it as one, she was nowhere to be found. She had vanished into thin air. Oof. Behind the houses, there's a trench and reeds that can grow very tall. So like I said, this was like the marshy area, the trench area. And police wondered if Shannon had become disoriented with them and that she'd drawn in the trench. So they started thinking that immediately before they'd even found her body, which I have problems with. Yeah. And her remains had ended up being found just north of that point. She was about three quarters of a mile from where she was last seen. So I'll find a map that has like where Dr. Hackett's house is, where Barbara Brennan's house. This is, yeah, it's a long place. Like that makes me tired just thinking about it. Yeah, this is super long. It's literally just on a strip of island. And it's just one long road. And it's all part of Long Island. But police claim that everyone has been investigated in the neighborhood. I say that with air quotations. As I roll my eyes so hard, right. my eyes hurt. And there's no reason to believe that anyone in the neighborhood was involved in the event. Bullshit. 
those people in that neighborhood are some of the most pompous yeah. assholes yeah. I think I've ever like yeah. laid eyes on. There's Watching a guy them get interviewed and just be like, we don't want to be involved in right. it. Leave us alone. Yeah. Like, we don't care. Like, yeah. There was this guy that was interviewed and he's like, I understand the hookers. I'm not saying hookers. He was saying like hookers, prostitutes, whatever. And he's like, we're sick of hearing about it. I'm like, there are literally people that were murdered in your backyard. Your literal backyard. And you're sick of hearing about it. And those people make more money than you do, so shut the fuck up. Exactly. Disgusting. And that's exactly why Shannon's family is trying to get them all deposed. Because seriously, what the fuck is that attitude? That's the worst. Like, somebody just died and you actually yeah. had the audacity to say that? Yeah. Like, burn in hell. Yeah. For all I care. Exactly. Exactly. Treating them like they are nothing. And they're way more of a better person than you yep. could ever be. So shut up. A thousand up. percent. A thousand percent. So, in the eyes of the Suffolk County Police Department, her death is undetermined. And they oh, believe that I nothing can be that. proven or excluded in the cause of her death. Mm. There was a pathology report that was conducted that explained that there were signs consistent with strangulation in her death. I believe that was because of the secondary autopsy, but it was separate from what I read with that. So, I'm not a thousand percent sure. If that was with the original report, that's a fucking problem. Mm. Either way. So, Suffolk County Police Department reiterated in their report along with the release 911 calls. So, they did like this whole media thing with the release of the 911 calls. So, the video that I'll post in the show notes is them like talking about it before and after. I don't listen to all their bullshit before and after, but I got snippets of it. Um, but they believe that the death is most likely an accident and that they don't believe it's linked to the other Gilgo Beach deaths. That is where I'm going to end part one because I don't buy it. Uh, I don't either. Yeah. So in part two, I'm going to talk about the other Gilgo Beach deaths. And the reason this is all lumped into part two is because unfortunately there is menial amounts of evidence and known information Mm -hmm. about these other victims compared to Shannon's story. And I feel like all of the details in her death are so important to these other ones because there are links. Yeah. And people don't think there are, and it is wild to me. I feel like the civilian population believes that they are. But the police department is just like, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. And just want to deny until they're blue in the face. Hmm. And it's not right. So, thank you for hanging with me in part one. (laughs) We got, like, so just, yeah, like, my stomach is in knots for her family. I know. I kind of, like I said, like, I kind of sort of get it now. Mm -hmm. Even more of the victim's family side of things. Like, I will be the first one to tell you that I always will truly try to root for the police. But they are so bad at being like, okay, here's a tiny bit of Mm -hmm. what happened. Feel free to call us whenever. And then when you try to talk to them or contact them about, Mm -hmm. like, what else is going on? What else can we do? Like, what's happening? Like, they are tight-lipped and they don't ever respond to you yep exactly exactly and i feel for her family right now because i know what they're going through and it is because you're going through firsthand i am sadly but it is so frustrating Mm -hmm. and it's it's a catch-22 because you know they're not telling you not because not necessarily all the time because they either have something going on in the investigation that they can't yeah, have the information getting out. information, and that totally makes sense. Right, but then you've also got the flip side of it where they just don't care and they don't want to tell you. Yeah. Because they yeah. don't want to deal with it. Right. And it's like, 
oh, can we just be uniform? Right. <laughs> I do hope that in your guys' case, and I do think that it's just because there are so many things going on yeah. with it right now. But, yeah. And, unfortunately, in this case, how the police department handled it is so, oh, so bad. much worse so bad. than I even scratched the surface with here. Oh, I feel for her family. That's yeah. a lot. But her family, her mom and her sister are badasses oh yeah from what i remember like they were on a mission yes like the fact that 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 her mom was like hey bitch and like kicks in the door of the doctor and is like what the fuck yep Yep. (laughs) like uh, that's mad props like fearless mama bear right there exactly so i do want to add in because we do have some new york listeners i'm sure anyone in new york has heard of this case but if you do know anything or you have any information that you think might be related to this case or any of the Gogo Beach murders at all, please call 1-800-220-TIPS, T-I-P-S. That is the number that you can submit any tips regarding yeah, this case that you might have. Yeah, let's that in the show notes too. Yep, absolutely. I will put all of this in the show notes. This is, like I said, I was kind of breaking my own rules with this one because it was a bigger case. But this one, I feel like doesn't have enough information about the people that is readily available and that's really why i wanted to highlight it and it's unsolved man yeah it is unsolved yeah so i really wanted to bring this out and i mean we know that our platform is very small right now but we still have listeners all over the country even across the world we do actually so any ears that it can get to absolutely is important so that was Part one. That's Oof. it. That part was one. a lot, dude. That was a lot. A joke if I thought that this was going to be a one-part episode. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was with AJ Chomes. I was like, oh, shit. Here yeah. we go. Two parts. Sorry. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right <off the> bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, next episode, I'm going to cover the rest of the Gilgo Beach victims and theories okay. around this. I think it's great. I yeah. think you're going to give them voices that they don't have, and I love that. Thank you. I got as much as humanly possible. I have people. no doubts. I know you. <laughs> I have no doubts. So, yeah. I, like I said, I was kind of nervous to do this, but I, I wanted to. I was also very excited to present this case, but I was so nervous because I wanted to do it justice, and I really, like, honed in on that with you, too. I was like, I just... I have to do this right. Well, I mean, that's why we pushed out a recording a day. Yeah. You know, I was going to put this off until my next episode, but I was like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Do it. So, yeah. Damn. I don't even like, (laughs) I'm not even ready for part two. Like, I feel like I have to go like take a bathroom break and like, yeah, readjust and then we'll kind of, we'll hop back into part two. Yeah. And we can go over our own thoughts, our own theories, everything else after it. Because like I said, there's so many things that come together and, yeah. Are you trying to Stranger Things it up yep, on me again? absolutely. Sure am. Oh, right. also, update for everyone. Courtney loves Stranger Things now. <laughs> She's already on season four. Y'all, I, I literally yep. binged season three in one day. Yep. I don't know She's how like I did it. She's, texting me constantly. Oh, my God. Dustin. Oh, my God. I just met Susie. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, I think you're hooked <laughs> on this show. Hmm. Interesting. Who told you to just keep watching? You Keep and my friend, it. you and my friend Emmy are the two that yep. were like adamant about me watching yep. it. So, so I watched it. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of it, but <laughs> definitely season three is what hooked me. I mean, I've already told you that hooked yeah. me hard. And three's so good. I love oh, it. Oh, it was so good. And then, like I said, I've only seen one episode of season four so far, and I'm Dude. like, 
Season in four love. literally made me feel things that I didn't know that I could feel. Oh god, I don't. I'm not ready for that. It's just so much. I'm too emotionally raw right it now. It's dark, it's but so I like dark. dark. I like the dark. I like the horror. Like no, but like this is like emotionally horror. Oh, like, I can already tell with how Sam's acting in episode one, and I've already kind of got an idea of why I think that. But that's yeah, another. I'm not spoiling it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot. But it's Ooh. so good. Season four was beautiful. Uh, and we have to wait like five years for the next season. Bummer. Yeah, I know. I'm so sad about Stupid it. Stupid COVID. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I think we can wrap this very long episode up. I knew it was going to be a long one. Sometimes but you I have really, to have Yeah. I, I just want this to be received well. Absolutely. No matter how anyone does. I just want people to feel like I did this as a service. Oh, I already can tell you. People. You did not do any disservice to anybody. Thank you. Thank you. This one is important to me so well we actually also i was gonna add this at the beginning and i forgot to courtney and i decided that we're gonna put some extra material onto the patreon that is public just in conjunction with our episodes so kind of like our show notes and our posts on instagram but more of the detail more pictures and everything so those will be public um but the patreon bonus episodes will continue to just be patreon patreon member exclusives yep um but we will start adding in our patreon link um, we already have it actually, but we'll include that with the source material source now material, yeah. so you can access that and hopefully it'll give you more visual representations of the cases and everything. Um, so we're going to start doing that. So you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash in the nick of crime. Also, if you have any case suggestions, any stories you want us to tell. Guys, we want them so bad. Please, even if you we think it's like... We will hopefully be getting some stories soon. Oh, yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. You throw yeah. one in there. Um, but truly, truly, truly reach out and send us them because yeah. like, I'm not kidding when I tell you. I, I can't even express it to you guys, mm-hmm. but Michelle's watching me talk. <laughs> like, I love hearing stories yeah. from other people. So yeah. send them. I don't even care if you think you're oversending or whatever. Yep. Send them. Send them, send them, send them. Yep. Exactly. Even if you think it's not worthy of telling, we will tell it. Oh, I love it. Send it anyway. And we have gotten a couple of requests to tell stories too. So please do. If you do want us to tell your own story, if you have a friend that was affected by something, anything, email us. Have your friend email us. Have your family member, anything. Because we want to tell it from your perspective, from their perspective. And we want to do it justice. justice. We say that all the time, but we do. We never want to tell these stories flippantly or not tell all the details or not say the important things that need to be said yeah so please do and you can send those to us at in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram at nick of crime podcast all spelled together no dashes no underscores (laughs) and you can also find us on tiktok it is in the nick of crime podcast again all spelled together no dashes, no underscores. I always just You'd say, be surprised how many I people need say, clarification on that. I always that. just say one word. Like, <laughs> in the nick of crime, all one word. Yep. And then leave it at that. <laughs> just in the habit now. Hey, it's all good. People need clarification. You'd be surprised. Facts. <laughs> so with that, y'all, keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will see you Thursday for part two. And then we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.